Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Everybody, it's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 171 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody out there who's been listening to the podcast, listening to the episode. Sorry about last week. Um, I'm gonna keep it all the way 100 with y'all. I just forgot to record. I straight up forgot. I got my show notes and everything. So if the material sounds a little dated, uh, I just been ripping and running, but that still ain't an excuse. Uh, to not give y'all this work um so if the information sounds a little dated i apologize for that but yeah i just i straight up forgot i came downstairs just now to record and i'm just like oh i got two episodes sitting in the chamber so i'm gonna give you this 171 right now and if i can find time um sometime later this week i'll give y'all episode 172 if i can find the time but i might just combine that information and uh you know release that episode next week um hopefully y'all y'all hopefully y'all y'all hopefully y'all been good out there and doing your thing and getting your holiday shopping done um you know hopefully y'all took some of them holiday tips i gave y'all a few episodes ago about saving money and you know getting your shopping done and uh you know without spending your rent money or your mortgage money you know or your car note or your light bill or your gas bill you know on some little munchkins out there or for your family that don't even fuck with you hopefully you ain't going broke you know buying gifts you out here you know buying goddamn case bay leather handbags and you your lights about to get cut off so hopefully you ain't out there doing that type of goofy shit because um ain't nothing wrong with getting somebody a christmas card and being and putting an iou in it you know what i'm saying or whatever holiday you celebrate if it's kwanzaa or if it's hanukkah whatever you got going on all right so um as far as what's going on with me not a damn thing just working my ass off um just trying to hit a new um income level um so i've been working a little bit harder trying to hit a new goal at work you know to make a little bit more money make more money than i did last year that's always the goal and uh what is dope um is that i just got an email today from ebay y'all know I, that's how i make my little income on the side is i flip sneakers on the on the side by you know hitting up um the outlets and then hitting up like ross tj maxx and uh, marshalls and stuff like that buying sneakers cleaning them up and then flipping them you know like i said usually i'll just make double what i paid for so if i buy a pair of kicks for forty dollars i can make easily eighty to a hundred dollars off of them if it's some rare kicks that i didn't pay like you know maybe a buck fifty four um i can usually get them off about two fifty three hundred dollars so you know it's just one of those things but uh ebay sent me an email today 
saying that they are getting rid of seller fees if you're selling sneakers men's and women's sneakers over a hundred bucks and that is so damn nice because they normally charge you with the seller fees is about 10 percent of whatever you paid um whatever it's sold for so say like i said sell a pair of kicks for 120 bucks it'll usually be about a 12 dollar fee that they hit me with um for that uh for that selling for that listing or whatever so i'm trying to figure out how they're going to make money maybe they're charging the buyer a fee on the back end or what but i think they're just trying to be real aggressive and um you know go against uh these other reseller sites like StockX and goat because uh people are looking at StockX a little funny in the light there's been some uh things in the some rumblings in the sneaker world um stock x is just a reseller site and it works they actually try to you know put value on sneakers like the stock market and shit like that and uh they have a whole little chart and everything about kicks and how much they are but a lot of people who've been buying from stock x are trying to are trying to say or are saying that they've getting like b-grade shoes or just straight up bootleg ass kicks and a b-grade shoe is basically it's the sneaker and it's from the manufacturer but a lot of times it um it just does it like the the leather just don't look right um it didn't pass the inspection or whatever and so it got thrown in a bin somewhere but somebody at the nike factory or adidas factory or some shit like that you know it they may they they ended up getting it you know what i'm saying and somehow selling it to somebody else who got it to somebody else and shit like that or the b grade ended up being sold at like a marshall's or a tj maxx or some shit like that and um you know but people are actually saying that they're getting um like bootleg ass like just straight up counterfeit ass shoes and i remember watching a vice documentary about this guy who um basically he would he sells bootleg ass kicks but it's from it's the real materials if that makes sense so it's basically him linking up with those factory workers in um china and um where else i think it's just china i think this is where he was doing it i can't remember but i believe it was just in the uh in the red state of china where he was basically saying that uh he would you know pay those workers to you know steal materials and shit like that and make the sneaker you know make you know have the mold and make the sneaker themselves and he would actually pay them more than what adidas nike and reebok was paying the actual employees so it was just be like you know they'll pocket you know a bunch of materials and shit like that and then they will recreate the sneaker and then he would sell it for cheap you know in the u.s it's the actual workers in the same materials it just doesn't go through the um the nike inspection or the adidas inspection or reebok inspection or whatever um athletic brand there is out there so um yeah so ebay is really just trying to compete with goat and stock because that's pretty much where everybody's going but i've been staying on that ebay hustle for a couple years now and i just been cooking slowly but surely you know what i'm saying i don't even fuck with them stock x and goat like that because it's just too much um people want hype people want kicks that are just hot right now you know or they want to try to get it before it even comes out and you got to be you know a little iffy on that shit motherfuckers be paying like it'd be a pair of ones that's about to come out that's like 160 bucks well it's about to be 170 bucks next year jordan's raising the price of the air jordan one highs by another ten dollars so it's up to 170 dollars in 2020 
but it'll be like a pair of general general release which is you know coming in all sizes for men women girls and grade school or grade school i should say men women's grade school and um an infant and it'll be like a pair of like 200 dollars kicks or something like that and uh people will be trying to get them like a month in advance and motherfuckers really be dropping like four to six hundred dollars to get a 200 hundred dollar pair of shoes or if it's a pair of ones it's like 160 bucks in 2019 and they pay an easily double the price like 320 dollars just to have them a few weeks you know before the general release and i'm like that's some weirdo shit right there but if you got the money go ahead and do your thing but you got to be weary of you know getting a, getting some kicks before they even come out so it's like am i really getting is this the real sneaker how did this person obtain this sneaker you know am i walking around here and some bootleg ass kicks and if i wear them in the rain is the soul going to detach from them but that's enough about that but i'm gonna try to ball out in 2020 um pretty much my whole sneaker fund is going to be diminished anyway you know with uh my baby girl coming in march but with uh i'm gonna really just start saving a little bit more aggressively and uh i'm gonna just be on the hunt everywhere i'm gonna be at every fucking outlet i'm gonna be you know at ross marshall's tj maxx tough on my days off if i you know if i have time well, when I have time, it ain't going to be if, it's going to be when. And I'm going to just really get my eBay store really popping now because I was making, I am making some decent money now. But now since they got rid of them seller fees for things over 100 bucks, I'm going to be out here. I'm going to be out here. If y'all see me and my baby girl at the end of 2020 in a fur coat, you know, eBay paid for it. All right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam screen. Did y'all see last week? Um, that bullshit ass display from Maurizio Catalan at Art Basel is pretty much that banana tape to the fucking wall and he was selling it for $120,000 you know how crazy that is $120,000 for a banana taped to the wall with silver duct tape that is crazy and then there was a guy another artist came into the display and he actually took it off the wall and ate it then he got like you know I don't think no charges was brought up to him, but the duct tape and the banana was sold already for $120,000, but he actually sold, I think, different ones, different sets of bananas, not even a set, but different bananas to different people for $120,000. And you know how big of a sham the art world is. Do y'all ever watch that show on True TV called Adam Ruins Everything? great show is basically he just kicks the truth about how much bullshit is going on in society with different uh it's sort of like uh social studies but just pulling the the curtain back on the wizard so to speak and he was had an episode about the art world and he was pretty much saying that it's all about connections that's all it is if you're an up-and-coming struggling artist you just want to make connections with big art houses and rich folks and then once you get that cosign you can start basically um just cashing out like that's pretty much all it is like the artwork can be as shitty as possible but your networking skills is what it's all about that's what it all boils down to is just how you network and if you can get into a big art house and then if a rich person co-signs and buys your first piece of artwork then you can start setting your own high ass prices and then there's also um, payola that goes on too so if you get that co-sign from a big art house you can go ahead and so-called 
donate a piece or whatever and then uh the proceeds will you know go into uh benefit that art house that uh co-signs you and that's pretty much all you're seeing with this uh marizo catalan guy um you know he's he hasn't created artwork in some time and you know so this whole rarity thing is creating hype you know and so that's why he was able to sell um this banana and this duct tape for one hundred twenty thousand dollars to multiple people and they were saying it's like people were trying to justify the shit and this is how crazy the art world is this is how you know some bullshit they're talking about like it's like it was compared they could try to compare it to like andy warhol's um soup cans and shit like that and um they were calling it calling the guy like a unicorn and all this other shit and it's just like it's um, like with abstract art i told y'all a million times like you know when you just see like splashes of paint on a big canvas or something you don't understand what you're not paying for the artwork of what you're actually seeing you're paying for the feeling of how it makes you feel that's what you're paying for that was the one thing that i learned in like this art class i took in community college and because it was just like i, I just, i'm like i don't get it but when they broke it down um it was basically just saying that it's just how it makes you feel that's how it is but you get that cosign from a major art house and a rich ass art snob buys it from you then all of a sudden you get these so-called art critics and shit bigging up your work and praising you next thing you know you're down at art basil and you're selling a fucking can of red bull with a bullet hole in it for you know thirty thousand dollars a piece you know what i'm saying so art is just bullshit it is like there's some shit that's just fly as fuck you know what i'm saying you see it and it's like highly detailed and you know colorful and it's just amazing to look at or even with like photographs you know that type of artwork it looks amazing but some of this performance art shit like this it's just bullshit it is that's all it is to it it's just bullshit and a lot of times you see some of these uh like classic artworks and shit like that and you, you see it in person you're like this is kind of trash you know what i'm saying and you're right it is trash but this person networked and basically got into a big art house got a co-sign from a rich person and all of a sudden they're the hottest thing on two feet now, i ain't gonna say no names but it's a few of them that look funny in the light and i think that's also the story of um uh is it michelangelo let me see i think that was his story because i think they told that story in the art of seduction i think that was in there about basically how he um seduced a king or a queen with his artwork when he was a no-name and then all of a sudden um you know he was the hottest thing on two feet and he's doing all these paintings and shit like that i think that was it i think it was but i'm not sure it's, it's either it wasn't leonardo da vinci i know that i think i believe it was michelangelo i think so let me let me check real quick let me pull up that good old google yeah i believe it was it was michelangelo um that they talk about in that book i think it's the art of seduction that they talk about basically how he kind of really finessed his way into higher circles with royal families and shit like that and then kind of you know finessed his way into you know uh portraying his uh artwork as something more than it actually was um i know y'all tired of me talking about art but anyways uh let's see what else is on that good old summer damn jam screen 
uh, let me see here. So KETV, that's the local news station here, our local ABC affiliate. Um, no, it wasn't them. It was uh, actually our local paper, Omaha World Herald. I'm sorry. Um, they basically ran an article or reposted an article from the Washington Post. And it was talking about a genetic mutation linked to increased risk of heart failure in black folks. And it said uh, a genetic variant, TTR, uh, V122I, could lead to higher risk of hereditary transtheridin uh, amyloid cardiomyopathy, which is a potentially fatal disease caused by a protein buildup in the heart. And researchers at Mount Sinai School of Medicine and the University of uh, Pennsylvania School of Medicine published a study in the Journal of American Medical Association. So it's basically saying that they found a genetic variant and that they believe is the cause for like heart failure. Um, so basically, that's a condition when the heart doesn't pump blood well enough uh, to meet the needs of the body. And so um, that's one of the forms that it takes. Um, with other forms of heart disease too um, and they basically analyzed the genetic mutation and heart failure in about almost 10,000 people of uh, African and uh, Latin ancestry and the Latino participants were mainly people from Afro-Caribbean populations and um, so 44% of people older than 50 had the mutation and heart failure but 11% of those with the mutation and heart failure were diagnosed with hereditary uh, transtheridian uh, amyloid cardio cardiomyopathy. And then it says it takes about three years to be diagnosed with the condition. And they say that it goes underdiagnosed or not diagnosed soon enough. And that's what leads down to the heart failure. And, uh, you know, black folks, they always say we got bad hearts and shit like that. Um, I know this is a medical study and shit like that, but I'm going to be honest with y'all. I think it's just genetic. I think it's like what uh, J Dr. Joy DeGruy talked about um, with post-traumatic stress syndrome. I think it's just generational trauma being passed down J just genetically. That's what I think it is. It's just the stress, uh, you know, of a people, of our people you know being you know stolen raped beaten killed just be put in slavery and that shit just gets passed down it just you know just that pain and we've uh never dealt with it head on you know so many times we you know end up you know just hooting and hollering in the church and then screaming forgiveness and all this other shit um, to the establishment but I think that's a huge cause but nobody really looks into it except for you know Joy DeGruy when she posted her you know she published her book post-traumatic slave syndrome and everybody should read that and it talks about how to heal but I think that's just one of the big things of it you know it's always you know black folks have the highest risk of you know heart disease and all these other you know diabetes and all this other diseases and shit that they say and you know i just think it's just trauma just being passed down generationally and um you know just bad plans you know just being handed down you know that's what i believe it is and i think it's just that stress that internalized stress 
that we deal with in the hells of North America. I think that's just what it is. It just takes its toll on you and it just gets passed down. I mean, there's already been studies that says trauma can be encoded in genes and passed down to your children. Like there's, there's studies out there that say that that happened and just the hells that, you know, us black folks been through in America just with that, you know, being treated as chattel is one of those things where it, it is, I believe, is the core of so many health problems that we do have here. And it's just, you know, it's like when, say, for example, like if you, you know, if you got some shit on your chest, but you never get it off and then all of a sudden you get sick, you know what I'm saying? You get like the flu or something like that it's because your immune system has weakened. You know, because you're stressing. You know what I'm saying? It's just like with um, what is it? Um, people get you know stress headaches and shit like that. Um, people have panic attacks because they you know they keep shit bottled up internally, and so it starts fucking with you physically. You know what I'm saying? And even though we've been through psychological trauma and physical trauma. You know, that shit just gets passed down. I mean, you just look at it from slavery to Jim Crow to redlining to the school to prison pipeline to, you know, the mass incarceration uh, to the police killings. It's just so much. It's just it's just compounded on top of each other. And you don't think we ain't, you know, that shit, that trauma is getting passed down to us, you know, especially of us who are so-called ADOS or foundational black American, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's just one of those things where it's just it's just so much pain that hasn't been, um, you know, um, addressed directly. And it comes out in other ways. You know what I'm saying? Or it's just, you know, packed down in tight. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where you just accept it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, let me give you an example of just accepting some bullshit. It's like the we always say this. And, um, you know, black folks who are coming up in the world and who are doing great things, it's always, you know, you got to work twice as hard to get half of what they get. They got, you know what I'm saying? Meaning a black man or a black woman has to work twice as hard to get half of what a white man or a white woman gets. You know what I'm saying? It's not right at all, but we just accept it. And we just like, I'm going to prove these crackers wrong and I'm going to just get this and do this and, you know, huffing and puffing and fucking working yourself into an early grave you know just to get half the bullshit they got when we should just be out here dismantling the system and i think with this whole reparations talk and us bringing these black issues uh to these presidential candidates along with a cash payment it also needs to be you know some therapy sessions going in some some whole ass healing but don't let them pull that trick bag on us you know on you on me on all of us when they try to you know issue a formal apology and then just keep it pushing no you cut the check first and then we'll work on therapy you know or we can use our money to go to therapy you know what i'm saying our reparations and um but that's what I believe is just the gist of it as far as, you know, they saying black folks be having all kind of different like diabetes, um, you know, heart disease and shit like that, heart attacks. And, you know, uh, they be trying to lie and say we obese and all this other shit. And it's just it's one of those things where it's just that stress, man, that stress. I honestly believe that after reading Joy DeGruz book, you know, I think I read about four times because it's a pretty easy read. Um, and she has some great lectures on um, on YouTube uh, talking about, you know, the effects of it and 
you know, what causes it and how it gets passed down generationally. And not only does it get down, get passed down generationally, but I think I did an episode probably a couple years ago talking about how that trauma is passed down genetically. Now, if it's passed down genetically, I mean, shit, you just imagine what's it, what's it doing to you eternally. You know what I'm saying? Just that pain of, you know, us being chattel, you know, and then dealing with, you know, just being the fucking backbone of this country. You know what I'm saying? It's just something very, very stressful. Um, so just make sure y'all take care of yourselves. And um, you know what I just discovered? I don't think I talked about this. I told y'all a few episodes ago that I was taking like these uh, multiple packs of like men's vitamins and shit like this. Let me tell y'all something that's amazing that I just discovered. Fucking magnesium supplement. Now, I get migraines probably three to four times a month so probably once a week i would get one sometimes twice a week i would get one i started probably about a month ago month and a half ago taking magnesium supplements i take one in the morning with my fish oil and my multivitamins and some other shit and um then i take one before bed now let me tell you something I have been sleeping like a baby and I haven't had a headache since. I came across a blog. I was just trying to read, you know, what black men, what supplements black men need to take. Because I hit some people up who are like fitness gurus and shit like that, who have really lost a lot of weight and shit like that. And nobody would hit me back. So I was like, I just do the work myself instead of asking somebody. And so I was just, you know, trying to look up something, you know, just to help with um, as far as migraines and shit. And it was saying that, you know, um, you know, sometimes uh, black folks, we suffer a magnesium deficiency because of our poor diets or um, it, or something in the changing of the of us not eating enough of uh, certain proteins and then certain vegetables because uh, magnesium is something that the body can't, you know, produce naturally. So you have to get it from outside sources and it said that it helps with sleep it helps with uh something in your bones or some bone density or something and also like cardio health and uh blood health but it also helps with um the vessels the blood vessels leading to your brain or whatever and so it increases the blood flow up there because a lot of times with blood flow restriction that can cause migraines too and I think that was my problem because I would get migraines so goddamn bad to the point where, you know, I couldn't can't deal with light. I'd be ready to vomit. Um, you know, loud noises would fuck with me and I would just be paralyzed. You know what I'm saying? I was dealing with that, like I said, three to four times a month. And so I started taking these the magnesium, like I said, in the morning and then before bed. And if you take it before bed, which I would recommend I'm telling you, you're going to get some of the best sleep of your life. And with my wife being uh, pregnant, her doctor, it was funny. Um, the last checkup we had, um, what was it, last Tuesday? It was last Tuesday. Um, we had our six-month checkup. And um, so we meet with the doctor, you know, every month just to do, you know, just a wellness check and see how everything's going. And the wife healthy, the belt baby's healthy. She's kicking her ass off and, you know, using her hands and she's punching and everything I saw on the um, ultrasound. I'm like, man, I'm about to have a little hyperactive little girl. But um, the doc, my wife was getting these headaches and um, 
the doctor was like, yo, just start taking some magnesium. You know, it's going to be uh, very healthy for you and good for the baby also. And it was crazy because because um, we got I got a big ass jar. I got a big ass jar of it. And it was dope to see that it was, um, you know, backed up by a medical professional that has been proven that, you know, magnesium helps with migraines and headaches. And I'm telling y'all, if y'all take that first night my wife took it, she slept like a rock. She was like, I slept so hard. And the magnesium supplements, it magnesium, it does something. Um, and it has you, it, it feels like one of them, that, that REM sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how you um, take one of them naps and then, and then you wake up like six hours later like you don't know what the fuck happened like you needed that sleep that's how you will sleep every night if you take some magnesium before bed so that's all i'm saying uh black folks um non-black folks um take some magnesium that's what i'm telling you right now take some magnesium um especially before bed and i'm telling you you're gonna be out like a damn light like soon as your head hit the pillow and you close your eyes you're gonna get some good deep sleep i've I, every day i wake up just well rested i just be like damn i slept i felt like i slept for a good 24 hours straight and i only been asleep for like seven hours you know what i'm saying so make sure y'all take some magnesium supplements please it's very cheap you can get a big ass um bottle of it at walmart um and it's uh it's maybe about six seven dollars but please do that and if you suffer from migraines try that out too because like i said is i've been going on probably about a month and a half almost two months on it right now and i ain't had one yet not even a hint of one and i i feel like them white folks dancing in them goddamn prescription commercials you know what i'm saying so um let's see what else we got on that summer damn jam screen i think that is it I think that is, I think I've been talking for too goddamn long. Let me see. Yeah, I've been going on about half an hour. Man, let me leave it to my nigga Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of Selling Hope Like Dope. Uh, before we get started on Selling Hope Like Dope, can I ask Black Omaha and Omaha a question? Why is that Dollar Tree on North 30 so goddamn nasty? I went in there trying to find some stocking stuffers for my wife. Uh, she likes these um, these sour suckers that they only carry at the Dollar Tree. And, uh, you, you know, it's hit or miss with that candy. So I, I got a couple of Dollar Trees on my route. Um, there's the one up there on uh, 99th in Irvington uh, in the parking lot of that Walmart up there, that Irvington Walmart, where folks used to be selling pussy and fruit cocktail at. And um, they sometimes they would have it. And then um, then there's another one on 90th. Uh, was that about 90th and Maple? Well, between Maple and um, what would that be? No, that would be south of Ohio. So about 90th and Maple by the plasma place where niggas be balling out at. And so I checked both of those and they didn't have it at all. And so I went down to the one on North 30th because I delivered to a grocery store down there. And um, it's just fucking nasty in there. It's just fucking disgusting in there. Like the cashiers, they just look like they just rolled out of bed, didn't don't give a fuck about their lives. 
um the 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 sister she her uh her green um if y'all don't know what a dollar tree is i think dollar tree is pretty much global but it's 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 just a store where everything in that motherfucker is a dollar or less than a dollar right like the candy and shit but everything is a dollar no matter what and um and some stuff is two for a dollar but you can find some pretty good deals there um on on the low but you got to really be searching and a lot of the dollar trees you know they have like food items now like a frozen section and shit like that but anyways so the 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 cashiers both of them look disheveled both disheveled uh both both of them sisters did just look like they've been through the ringer like the woman who checked me out like her polo like the collar was up on one side then the other side was folded down and it just looked like half her titty was out because her shirt was open and it was just grease stains all on her shirt her hair wasn't combed and when i tell you this store is fucking nasty like the candy aisle it just looked like it just like mice just ran through it just like mice and squirrels had a house party in the aisle uh there was old snickers just opened up and there was like uh jelly beans on the ground and you know i just felt disgusted being in there it was like being in an old thrift store or like being in somebody's attic with some old candy like just a filthy attic like the floors were dirty and I, I just expect more from that because that's one of the OG Dollar Trees. And it's a big ass Dollar Tree too. Like the other ones are always clean. And you know, the, the, the shit might be fucked up, you know, like as far as they need a good zone. If you don't know what a zone is, that's pretty much straightening up the shelves and things like that. But it was just nasty. And there was just like soda stains on the, uh, the, the pop coolers and it just was like like what the fuck but i um i didn't find no suckers there but i was just like why are people still shopping in here like it is disgusting like it was packed in that bitch but it was so nasty but i can't talk because my black ass was in there i you know i managed to uh find some hand sanitizer that i needed for my work truck um just because i'd be you know taking a piss outside in my work truck <laughs> but uh one of these days somebody gonna catch me on camera and hit me with the indecent exposure though because <laughs> i just be pissing anywhere because i'd be going through water boy i got like a couple of 32 ounce bottles and um we got like some water coolers at work like you know uh like people having the office and shit and i fill them bitches up and on each one of my runs i go through 64 ounces of water boy and my 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 bladder be like uh sir are you serious you need to chill out but so i just be pissing everywhere anywhere <laughs> anywhere and everywhere um so i got some hand sanitizer but i just I don't know it just felt like the products there just had a film on it and i just i just need to see more i just need to see more and the customers should demand more all those folks down there who's shopping down there y'all should demand more out of that nasty ass dollar tree it is just so fucking filthy don't make no goddamn sense and then tell me why i was on my route today so you know i record these segments at different times sometimes even fucking different days it's a few days before christmas a couple days before christmas but i'm on my route and um and it's pretty we got we're experiencing a heat wave up here in omaha for my listeners this uh you know not in the midwest area so we're experiencing a heat wave and today it was damn near you know it was about 
I think it got up to about 54, 55 today in fucking December, right? Our normal temperature is around 33, 34 uh, around this time of the year. So it was, it was a very nice day. It felt like spring. But, but tell me why I'm out here in Millard uh, delivering and uh, between uh, a Sam's Club and a Walmart. I don't know if y'all have them out in other cities like that, but they're usually in like the same parking lots here, which is kind of weird. Um, it's like that in Council Bluffs and then it's like that here near the Millard area. And there's a median, like a little road dividing the two or whatever. And on the median, tell me why there was a home, a so-called homeless man who had a custom-made T-shirt talking about anything helps on the written on the front, screen printed on the front, then airbrushed on the back, homeless. It said homeless and something else because he was leaning against a pole, so I couldn't read it all the way. But the front of his shirt said anything helps screen printed then on the back it was airbrushed and i'm like okay you can't hold up the cardboard sign anymore like this is what we doing now you that deep in the game and you didn't upgrade it to the point where you didn't got a custom t-shirt made and now you up here asking for change and money just by standing there with your t-shirt just anything helps and then it said homeless something on the back. It might have said homeless vet or something like that, but it was airbrushed on the back, screen printed on the front. And I'm trying to figure out where they do that at. Like how like you you showing me that you out here, you know, perfecting your craft with these dollars that you and you you perfecting your craft so you don't need food, clothing, and shelter. You know what I'm saying? You don't need the money for that. You just out here, you turned this into a goddamn job. So you fucking up your hustle. You know, that reminds me of the brother that was too lazy. He used to be up on 99th in Irvington out there uh, near that sex trafficking ass Walmart. And this nigga, he would actually, he had some string. He would like loop it through on a cardboard sign. And uh, so he could put his arms through and so the sign would just be on his chest so he could put his hands in his pocket if it got too chilly out. Now I'm just like, brother, you got to work for this $5. Like, I, I just don't get it. But my man's out here in the Millard area. He's like, you know what? I'm going to get me a T-shirt made. And I want to know where they screen print on the front and airbrush on the back. That's what I'm trying to figure out. And if he made that shirt, well, he's in the wrong hustle because he needs to start selling them goddamn things. Now, could you imagine somebody rocking them kind of T-shirts at a fish fry or something for the local church? Now, they'd be killing it out here. You know what I'm saying? Have the name of the church on the front and then, you know, a picture of yourself or the pastor on the back airbrushed. You know what I'm saying? And them airbrushed letters or something like that. But my man, he just fucked up his own hustle, you know, by showing me that you're using these coins to you know basically you know elevate your game and i respect the hustle but you ain't gonna get a damn dime out of me you know because you showing me that you really don't need the money you out here using the money to get airbrushed t-shirts screen printed on the front airbrushed on the back i mean is that the new mullet like i don't know but anyways moving on to selling hope like dope i'm sorry about that rant but it's just some shit that just be happening though so um, the Omaha World Herald printed an article or put up an article talking about basically how the FDA is green lighting drugs at a breakneck speed and raising alarm. 
so um a lot of these companies these uh pharmaceutical companies they're basically celebrating you know new um medicines that before they even get fda approval like months in advance they're throwing parties and shit like that um because the fda is basically green lighting these drugs so goddamn quick and uh they're trying to say the fda uh, is basically trying to say that you know they didn't change their policies um and saying they're approving the drugs faster um there's actually a quote from Janet Wood, uh, Woodcock, who is the director of the FDA Center for Drug Evaluation and Research, she said the difference now is we're going to see more of those because of the science. Uh, if there are people out there with no options and they have terrible diseases, we're going to get those drugs to them as fast as feasible. You see what I'm saying? So basically, if there's like some kind of painful disease out there and they you know there's even a remote chance of this drug working they're just gonna hurry up and green light it you know and uh they'll worry about the consequences later so that's the problem is um basically you're not having these like test runs and these trials because uh they're only doing it with like you know uh painstakingly um uh difficult diseases to treat that's what they're doing it with and uh so basically like holding like clinical trials for rare diseases it, it can be really difficult um that's what the fda is saying so basically they're just going off the data from the actual you know pharmaceutical company that's producing these drugs and that, that's that's a little bit dangerous to me um they're talking about that um a lot of the times when the fda does that um, you know, those drugs are coming to the market sooner, uh, very quick, um, and uh, they don't have enough information about the side effects or the safety of the actual drug. And so then you start dealing with, you know, uh, have you taken this drug? And you see all these these goddamn ambulance chasing ass lawyers, you know, having their little, you know, two thousand dollars commercials talking about you could have mesothelioma because you ate the Popeye's chicken sandwich, you know, back in 2019, you know, some shit like that, like 10 years later, because of, you know, not enough clinical trials had happened and it got just the green light so fast. And they're saying that there's evidence um when those drugs are approved on a faster time they're more likely to you know be associated with um changes post approval so afterwards um to the labeling about the safety and shit like that so that's that's what's kind of crazy to see and speaking of um you know uh drugs and shit like that i got a booster shot uh my wife's doctor um was telling me that i need to get a flu shot and a booster shot and the booster shot is basically against whooping cough um tetanus and some other kind of disease and i got that shit like a couple days ago what's, well what's today sunday yeah because I'm, I'm recording this i'm recording this segment a few days later but i got that booster shot on like tuesday and my arm is still sore from that goddamn booster shot but they say it usually takes about seven to ten days if it is after ten days i have to go to the doctor and get that checked out but because i ain't i ain't had a tetanus shot and it's been about it's been probably been about 10 years and so this booster shot is supposed to last for another 10 years but you know when i first got it i was feeling fine i'm like oh, okay i'm cool and then like a couple days later like thursday 
uh, it started getting sore and now it's just like really really sore it feels like I just been like working out but they say that's pretty much your body creating like antibodies um, you know to f fight the virus that's inside so if I drop dead y'all know that you know I just got that booster shot because my wife's doctor said I needed to protect uh, you know our little one coming in March so I had to hurry up and get that because she said something about babies can get the whooping cough um, if uh, like uh, newborns are accepted to it or some shit like that so we had to get the booster shot and then my wife will probably get it closer to um, when she's about to give birth just because those antibodies somehow some way it'll trickle down into the baby somehow some way so i don't know if i drop dead in the next month or two just know it was that goddamn booster shot but um i think i've been rambling a little too long uh but let me know what y'all think um on instagram follow um Follow Do Rags and Boat Shoes on Instagram. And just let me know what you think about the FDA kind of uh, kicking out these uh, goddamn drugs at breakneck speed. Honestly, on the low, I think uh, I think they be getting kickbacks, you know, from a lot of these uh, pharmaceutical companies. They just be, you know, somehow, some way, there's some kind of grant that happens that you know gives to the FDA and all this other shit. Because I mean, federally. Uh, federal programs that's supposed to regulate safety somehow, some way, always end up in the back pocket of a corporation. You know what I'm saying? But that has been selling hope like damn dope. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to holding this L. Looks like the Cheeto in Chief uh, went ahead and got impeached uh, not too long ago, uh, a few days ago. And, um, you know, I wish I could have got this episode out earlier to y'all because I just wanted y'all to kind of um, peep some of your co-workers, maybe your supervisor, your boss, just kind of watch them and watch their tone and just how they're acting. And, uh, you know, just kind of watch them because I know a lot of... Um, a lot of his uh, followers were uh, kind of butt hurt, but um, we know that this still has to go in front of the Senate, and um, you know it's you know Republican ran, so pretty much nothing will happen. Uh, this will uh, you know pretty much uh, is putting a you know a battery in the back of his base, and you know uh, his supporters, his followers will come out and vote like they're voting for the first ever white president. Um, so we'll see what happens with this, but uh, I don't think too much is going to happen with this because it's going to be just more corruption and it's not going to be a, a fair and balanced trial once it goes in front of the Senate just because of uh, how bitch made uh, Mitch McConnell is with his fucking turtle looking ass. Uh, you know, just, oh man, just that man just bothers me so much. Ever since I saw that video of him you know basically uh sounding just like uh you know uh, oakley shades twitter user uh you know trying to uh explain about how slavery was so long ago and he didn't own slaves and all this other shit and it actually you go back and look and i believe it was his grandfather or great-grandfather did uh you know own uh some people own some africans and so um so I've, I've never liked mitch mcconnell he's just uh he's just a you know just a, a, a poor excuse of a man you know just a poor excuse of a male 
so you won't see too much happening. I mean, he's just bitch made through and through. You just look at him, and he just looks like a just an old coward, you know. But anyways, um, let's talk about what's going on in Missouri um, at Truman State University out there in Kirksville, Missouri. Um, a church elder by the name of Barry Poyner, P-O-Y-N-E-R, 57 years old. He is, uh, you know, like I said, a church elder and a professor at Truman State University out there in Kirksville, Mizzou. And, um, you know, uh, Barry was out there um, on Grinder, you know, harassing some of his uh, students, some of the Truman State University students on that gay uh, social networking site called Grinder, And uh, Barry out here calling himself DILF, D-I-L-F. I guess that means dad, I like to fuck like a MILF. Uh, so DILF, uh, you know, basically uh, some of the students at, um, you know, Truman State, they tipped off police. And so police found him on uh, Grinder. They found DILF on Grinder. And uh, Dilf reached out to an undercover officer and uh, he was asking for some sexual favors. And he said, you know what? I'll fill up your tank if you fill up my tank. <laughs> Just came up with that off the fly. <laughs> but So Dilf out here, aka Barry Pointer, he out here. <laughs> he, he out here trying to fill up some gas tanks. <laughs> he out here filling up some gas tanks for some beefcake. <laughs> and he even told the officer, he told the undercover officer that he might throw in an Arby's car. <laughs> Yeah, here, here, trying to get some young dick for gas and some Arby's. <laughs> and, and who out here giving it to him? <laughs> Y'all gotta hustle harder than that. God damn. <laughs> My man out here filling up tanks and slanging out RB cars. <laughs> Y'all fools out here getting the beef and cheddar. <laughs> Y'all can't do no better than that. God damn. <laughs> they, they, and they, they met cuz. <laughs> they met him at a gas station by his house. That motherfucker ran. <laughs> And when they caught up to him, he was talking about he didn't do anything with a minor. And so that raised some more red flags. That ain't funny right there. And they told him, no, nah, you out here offering payment for sexual favors. And he said he, said he wasn't going to do that. I was just giving them some gas <laughs> and some old ass. <laughs> and the officer told uh, Pointer, a.k.a. Dilf, <laughs> And he should not offer money or gifts for sex. And he said he was just trying to help. 
was placed on suspension at the college and he's not allowed on campus and he cannot have contact with any student organizations or participate in any <laughs> campus events or activities. <laughs> they said he's cooperating with law enforcement. God damn, it is cold out in these streets, man. And you know, I know probably some of them college students are probably down on their luck, so they 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 did something strange for a, a tank of gas and, and a goddamn beef and cheddar, boy. God damn it. Speaking of Arby's, boys, this is for Black Omaha and Omaha. Man, this goddamn Arby's on, like, south of 120th. It's just, uh, it's just south of 120th and center. Man, that goddamn uh, thing be packed weekdays from, like, 445 to, like, 8 o'clock at night. Like, that goddamn Arby's be looking like uh, how Golden Corral look on Sundays when church let out. I mean, that parking lot be packed. The parking lot be packed. The drive-thru have, like, eight, nine cars in it. Man, niggas be fucking up them beef and cheddars, boy. God damn. And them potato cakes. Boy, that's funny as fuck, though. Man, my man was out here filling up tanks of gas and dishing out Arby's cards. And what was crazy was it, them students tipped off police because I guess he was just on that grinder just hitting motherfuckers up left and right, you know, trying to slang that fruit cocktail or get some fruit cocktail. But cuz said, I'm going to throw in an Arby's card. Like, God damn. And he probably got them goddamn Arby's cards from like a work function or he probably might have stole it from the church or something. <laughs> Anyways, Kirksville, y'all need to get y'all mans. Well, let me let the kids say it instead. Get your mans. You win. Perfect. Alright, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Uh, originally, I wanted to give it to the family, y'all out there, who were very critical of uh, Lizzo having her whole ass out at that Lakers game and not falling for the whole fat shaming uh, tactics that people were trying to, well, that label people were trying to throw on folks for calling out Lizzo for having her whole asshole out at that Lakers game. That was just, it was just tasteless. It was classless. And uh, so many people were trying to compare it to like cheerleaders and shit like that. And uh, it, it was not the same thing i ain't never seen a cheerleader have on a whole ass thong or even somebody coming out in a bikini and people were trying to you know say that if it was rihanna or somebody else it would be um you know it'd be okay no it'd be very classless we'd be talking about how thirsty rihanna was trying to catch a man at an nba game that's what we'd be talking about right now um and when lizzo pulled it off it was just you know she just had on a big ass t-shirt with the ass cut out you know it was just i don't know it was a very tacky outfit it was very tacky and there was no cooth or anything there right and she uh and then she was on snl you know when she turned around in that suit in the second uh performance and she did the same thing so that's how you know that it's like a publicity stunt and so i was gonna come at y'all from the standpoint of 
you know, we need to sit down and have a talk with her. You know how you have a talk with uh, sisters. Y'all know how y'all have a talk with uh, some of the African uh, immigrant women who come over here and they, you know, put on them wigs any kind of way. And, you know, y'all kind of put them on game with the lace fronts and things of that sort. Or uh, those sisters that, uh, you know, kind of grow up uh, as the, the only black girl. And they was the only black family on the block. They kind of prospered during the Clinton era and shit like that. And you work with them and, you know, that weave just be looking kind of extra dry and crunchy. And so you put them on game on, you know, basically buying a better weave and, you know, what kind of hair to get and shit like that. And stop buying that synthetic shit. You know what I'm saying? They just look like they didn't got it out of, a, you know, they bought it from the Dollar Tree on North 30th, you know. Or uh, fellas, um, you know, we all then uh, sat down and uh, talked with the homie. You know, we might have a, you know, a homeboy who's uh, mixed. You know, he might have a, you know, a black daddy and a white mama. But the white mama just take just raised him up. And, you know, she took him to Supercuts his whole life. So you had to put him on game. Like, yo, you need to go and go up to Sammy D's and let the homie me mall give you a haircut you know what i'm saying you can't be going to supercut your hair just don't work like that you know you can't be coming in here with these goddamn bowl cuts you know you put them on game like that and so it's just you know i was gonna come to that from the aspect of like that with lizzo and i had some great information for her but i'm not i'm not even gonna go down that road because after i saw that snl performance i'm like oh she's doing this on purpose you know what i'm saying it wasn't one of those things where it's like a fashion faux pas you know where she you know thought she could pull it off and shit like that i don't think nobody could pull that off and um excuse me i was listening to a podcast i forgot what it was called but there was this gay brother talking about how you know she should have done that at you know someplace like the vmas or something like that and i'm like that would have been perfect you know what i'm saying like the mtv movie awards or the video music awards or some shit like that you know where you can kind of get away with shit like that but not at a you know a basketball event because first off you look thirsty and you know when you're a bigger person because i'm a bigger person you have to be fly from head to toe you have to you have to if you're a bigger person you have to be fly from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet and you can't take fashion risk like that you know what i'm saying but anyways and um not all heroes wear capes i just want to give y'all if y'all don't have a new year's resolution so we're going to tie it into what health over wealth so you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so if y'all don't have a new year's resolution i'm going to give you one all right because i'm going to do it this year this is my resolution and it should be yours too and i put this up on my personal uh facebook page and uh let me pull it up let me just pull it up right now i said i had a hard time coming up with my new year's resolution heading into 2020 but i figured it out i am no longer accepting food as compensation from my employer when i do things outside of my job description to help them achieve their goals jobs really try to offer you a slice of pizza for working an extra two to three hours to help them out sma shaking my head and that's the goddamn honest truth i am done accepting a breakfast burrito um a slice of breakfast pizza a regular ass pizza as compensation for me bending over backwards to help you because your poor planning turned into my emergency 
you know what I'm saying I am done with that you know I'm going to you know I'll be thinking about because with my job I'm paid hourly um on top of like other bonuses but I'll be thinking about that overtime towards the end of the week so I'm like oh yeah I can jump on that but you know motherfuckers be thinking they can buy you off you know what a slice of damn pizza and in the job that I work we have these certificates that they actually can give out to you and you can and it has a code on the certificate and it says like thank you for going above and beyond and all this other stuff yada 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 I present this to such and such and so with the certificate you go on the company's intranet site and you punch in the code and you have like this little mall and um basically it's like 25 bucks you can get a 25 dollar gift card to like fandango nike just different stores and shit like that or you can get some swag with our company logo on it and shit like that and uh i've gotten quite a few of those uh a few years ago but they just stopped doing it so i didn't i didn't think that they i thought they just got rid of it until i went above and beyond for um somebody at my job and they gave it to me and i was like damn y'all still do this it's like oh yeah yeah we're supposed to give these out all the time anytime you guys do some stuff above and beyond and i'm just like son of a bitch motherfuckers is too lazy to you know basically go in to the system and generate you know one of these certificates and they just think that they can just buy us off with a cheap ass breakfast burrito from sonics or amigos and like oh well thanks for what you did the other day even though you know it added you know two and a half three hours to your route you know thanks for helping us out and you just like you know me i'm just thinking about the is is adding into my overtime by the end of the week but then i just got to thinking i'm like after that happened and i got that certificate a few a uh, few months back about a month back i'm just like i really need to stop doing this shit because it just feels like it's like it's not worth it but like it is but at the same time it's not if that makes sense you know because i know it's contributing to my overtime my overtime pay is just lovely i love it but at the same time it's just like no nah, you got to start cutting that check so that's what i want y'all to do heading into 2020 because i know a lot of y'all get called in on y'all days off you know what i'm saying and they thank you by getting you a, a slice of pizza or giving you a goddamn soda or some shit like that and these jobs need to quit that a lot of these jobs do have like a big company like the one i work for you know they do have systems in place to reward you you know to for going above and beyond and you know if they don't they really need to step it up in 2020 but that should be your new year's resolution you should you know not accept food as compensation for you going above and beyond in your job that's what should be it is is i know there's a meme out there um and uh it's like the uh it's like the guy's drowning or something and then like somebody like he's reaching out for a hand or something and then uh the person just ends up high-fiving him and the guy ends up drowning like that's that's just what it is and it says like pizza party as the second picture like the first picture is just like you know you doing all this work and then at the end of the year you think you're about to get a bonus and then you get a high-five and a pizza party you know that's that bullshit and if your employer pulls that they need to go on somewhere and as you know my job be trying to pull that bullshit too they always decide if they're gonna give us a bonus or they're gonna give us a raise and that's that bullshit and when they give us the bonus they don't tell us you know far enough in advance so you can basically change your um 
change your uh you know your tax exemption so you can get most of that money so they, they just tax it on tack it on to the back of your paycheck like a week later and next thing you know like a thousand dollar bonus is really you know like 600 bucks you're like yo what the fuck you know what i'm saying if you get that kind of bonus or uh it could be more i can't remember what our last bonus was we we got raises this past couple years but that uh three years ago we got like a thousand dollar bonus and it was like six hundred dollars like after they because they taxed it at a bonus rate and it was like super high i was just like yo what the fuck i think it was at what like so that's what 40 percent basically yeah that's 40 percent he's just like okay this is great getting this extra money but at the same time yeah that was like a summer bonus because yeah so we because we got like two different bonuses one in the summer and then uh the other one was uh just yearly and i was just like yo this is some bullshit like 600 bucks after taxes and you look at that tax rate and it's just it's just fucking it's cheap it's very cheap but you know if your job just i want you because in this way you're taking your power back because they always try to frame it in a way like now you can say no you can say no you know and shit like that so i've decided to start saying no and you know they get pissed off about it at my job but i pick and choose when i want to work more you know what i'm saying and if you you know want to cut off one of them certificates where i can get me like a fandango gift card or a nike gift card or walmart or target gift card or you know something like that you know i'm all for it i will help you out because i'm like not only am i getting extra you know it's building towards my overtime you know towards the end of the week that thursday and friday um the last two days of the week or i mean on top of that you know here i am getting a bonus you know gift card you know a lot of times i'll use them for movies you know with the wife going out so i just want y'all to kind of take y'all power back i don't want you to just feel like you know you're helpless at your job your employer and if y'all trying to live that entrepreneurial spirit that that life like that you want to always remember to use your job as a tool to get you to the next level you know what i'm saying you use that to pay your bills but you know once you get off you know don't be sitting up binge watching a netflix show start working towards your dream all right so this has been episode 171 of do rags and boat shoes i'm sorry for the wait and i'm sorry if the episode is kind of all over the place and i'm sorry for cracking up laughing about you know your man with them goddamn roast beef uh them, them beef and cheddar cards you know trying to you know do something strange you know for a piece of swiss cheese on a piece of meat but um yeah you know hopefully y'all had a great y'all will have a great christmas um a happy hanukkah a great kwanzaa an amazing kwanzaa and um you know if i don't see y'all before the new year you know um this will be the last show of 2020 uh you know i always love y'all and i have nothing but respect for y'all out there and i am sorry for the damn wait but i just been so busy with these holidays just preparing for it and you know just getting everything right and then i'm working crazy too because they're giving us um you know this year they're giving us christmas eve off so we gotta work you know kind of around the clock so they're pushing a lot of stuff out um just so we can be ahead of schedule so we'll be able to have two days off in a row so um i apologize for that i know y'all don't like to hear no excuses from me you just be like where the fuck is the show but hopefully you guys enjoy this show and you have a happy you know hanukkah a merry christmas an amazing kwanzaa if you don't celebrate none of that shit i feel bad for you but you're gonna be off 
you know, the next few days so you enjoy that time with your family and stop being a goddamn Scrooge. And uh, if this is last show of 2020, let uh, if this is last show of 2019, let's head into 2020, you know, with an optimistic view and, uh, you know, just protect yourself, protect your peace and protect your people.